This is the San Francisco Experience with your host, Jim Hurley. Season 2, Episode 8, Reopening Goes Global, Baby Steps Back to Normalcy. It was as if the West had just cracked open the door to peek outside to see if it is safe to emerge. The very first tentative steps of getting society back to normal are being implemented. In some countries, the steps are more sweeping and bold, and in other places, notably California, the plans are a little hesitant and somewhat confusing. But first, an update on the numbers. For the United States, as of May 8th, there were a total of 1,370,000 confirmed COVID-19 cases and 80,653 deaths. Of the 50 states, New York State had the largest number of cases at 335,000 and the highest number of fatalities at 21,478. California ranked fifth place with 66,680 cases and 2,745 deaths. San Francisco came in at 1,943 cases and 34 dead versus Los Angeles at 31,677 cases and 1,530 fatalities. In the Bay Area, Santa Clara County the home of Silicon Valley, has 2,339 cases and 129 fatalities. Globally, 4.5 million people have reported cases of COVID-19 and 284,000 deaths. Spain, the United Kingdom, and Italy all have over 200,000 plus cases. Germany has 172,000 cases and 7,580 fatalities. And France has 140,000 cases, but 26,000 deaths. So you can see from California's numbers that we have been remarkably fortunate and our numbers have been quite low as compared to New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, and Michigan. New Jersey, Massachusetts, and Michigan are in second, third, and fourth places in terms of total COVID-19 cases and fatalities. And of course, California has done much better than Europe. Governor Gavin Newsom announced a series of milestones that California's 58 counties must meet in order to reopen. Some of the key milestones are, number one, no more than one new coronavirus case per 10,000 people for two weeks. Number two, no recorded COVID-19 deaths in a county for two weeks. Number three, The county must have the capacity to conduct 1.5 tests per 1,000 residents. Number four, tracing 
there must be at least 15 tracers per 100,000 residents per county. Number five, a county must be able to house up to 15% of its homeless population. Number six, hospitals must be able to accommodate a 35% surge in coronavirus patients just in case. And seventh, nursing homes must have a two-week supply of PPE equipment and a dedicated supply line to replenish their personal protective equipment. If you meet those criteria, then you will be eligible for curbside pickup at restaurants, some clothing stores, and books. Bookstores. Yet, 4 million Californians are unemployed and have claimed $10 billion in unemployment benefit in the last seven weeks. The state faces a staggering $54 billion budget deficit versus a $20 billion budget, def budget surplus in 2019. Only three months ago, California was projecting a $6 billion budget deficit for 2020-2021. So the economics in our state and our budget has drastically turned around. Three counties can defied the governor last week. Uh, small Northern California counties, namely Modoc up in the northeast corner of the state, Sutter, and Yuba counties. And all three of them permitted some restaurants, gyms, salons, parks, and libraries to reopen. However, within days, state regulators had threatened the same restaurants and salons with sanctions and canceling their state licenses. Places of worship also remain closed. Some say that these milestones are an exercise in micromanagement that show disdain for local county officials and their ability to run their own counties safely, prudently, and healthily. In the meantime, California seems destined for more weeks of restrictions, while other states begin to open up their economies and services in a responsible manner. Last week, I reported on the states that were reopening, and today I'm going to focus on some countries in Western Europe that are in the process of reopening. Notably, France today, Monday, took a major step in its promised reopening. So as of today, Monday, May 11th, millions of French workers went back to work as shops reopened and many children returned to primary school. People no longer need travel certificates when they leave home. Some regions of the country, including Paris and the Northeast, remain under tighter control with the country split into red zones and green zones. The red zones are the Paris region and the Northeast region, and they have a higher incidence of COVID-19 and a higher death rate. The remaining two thirds of the country, the green zone, which is the, the west, the southwest, the central area of France and the south are, the, are in the green zone 
with lower numbers of COVID-19 cases and lower numbers of fatalities. Masks are mandatory on all public transport at all times, and masks will also be mandatory in secondary schools as they reopen in the coming weeks. Shops also have the right to ask customers to wear masks. Gatherings of up to 10 people will be allowed, and the elderly and vulnerable will be allowed to go outside, get some fresh air, but staying close to home. Car trips of up to 60 miles from home are permitted, but drivers need permission for distances greater than 60 miles. And anyone wanting to travel in Paris during rush hour will need their employer's authorization. The Paris Metro was operating on Monday, May 11th, and trains were half occupied. But the important thing is that the trains were running and commuters got on the trains, admittedly with masks, but there were commuters on those trains. Schools begin reopening on Tuesday, but working from home, or as the French call it, télétravail, remains the norm. So there will be a gradual easing back into the workplace as more people who are working from home telecommuting, or as they call it, télétravail, as more of them abandon the telecommute and go back to their office. But their offices are open and are opening. But today is just the first step in a larger reopening process, which is progressive. People are obviously hesitant about resuming their old lives. There is always the risk of a second wave, and people seem to be self-restraining. In the event that there is a second wave, or in the event that there is a significant outbreak of a cluster, there are there's an emergency break where that region, that area, can close back down again. People can shelter in place again. So there is a mechanism in place to go back to the shelter in place if that's absolutely necessary. All shops, leisure centers, and cemeteries are reopening, but cafes, restaurants, and beaches remain closed. Lessons with reduced class sizes will restart on Tuesday. Cafes and restaurants in the green zone of the country will reopen as early as June. So in the green zone of the country, cafes, restaurants will be reopening, but subject to self and social distancing. France has begun a testing system and they're introducing a new app to track and trace the virus and the virus carriers. The app is called Stop COVID and they plan to launch it on June 2nd. In April, the government announced plans to encourage cycling, bicycling, again, to get people out of taxis and out of Uber and out of Lyft they're encouraging people to ride bikes, to get around, to go to work, to go shopping, etc. 
An opinion poll shows that 58% of French people distrust that the government will be successful in easing the restrictions. And more than a third want to stay on lockdown. However, here in California, almost 70% wanted to stay on lockdown as of last week. Now, that number is shifting and it is slowly going down, but it is surprising that California, uh, such an open and free society, is as fearful as it appears to be. And in some late breaking news on Monday, uh, Tesla has already resumed production of their electric cars at their Fremont, California plant. And that essentially sets them up for a confrontation with Governor Newsom. They were not supposed to open their plant until sometime next week, but Elon Musk, the chairman of the board, and it is a public company, so it's not as though Elon Musk went off and did this on his own. It's a public company. It has a board of directors, and the board of directors must have been consulted and given Elon Musk, the CEO, the green light to go ahead and to resume operations. But manufacturing operations for the Tesla electric cars has resumed as of Monday, and we're keeping our fingers crossed that there will be a satisfactory resolution to this because there are 10,000 workers who are employed at that plant, and the Tesla plant is the largest single car manufacturing operation in the state of California. As I reported in an earlier podcast last night, comparing the French and the California approach to reopening, French President Macron is earning high marks for his strong and clear but prudent plans to open the country of 65 million progressively, cautiously, and carefully. Now, a quick rundown of the re- of other reopening news. Germany is reopening its shops, its schools, and in fact, they're going to permit the Bundesliga soccer matches to continue. Big match coming up on May 16th. So that's, uh, that, that's quite a step forward uh, to permit public sporting events. Um, secondly, Germany is encouraging uh, multiple households. They're, encur- they're encouraging single households, which have so far been in a single bubble. They're telling them that they can actually merge their single bubble into another s- similar bubble so that you could see that progressively over time, these healthy bubbles could continue to grow throughout society. But Angela Merkel still retains an emergency break in the event of a second wave or a resurgence. Ireland, which announced a five-part plan to get back to business last week, uh, has announced some of the dates for implementation. Nurseries will open on June 29th. Social visits between friends and neighbors and relatives uh, will be permitted starting on June 8th. And from June 29th, travel within the country will be permitted up to 20 kilometers from your home. 
Shops will open on June 8th, and weddings, baptisms, and small social events will be permitted from July 20th. Belgium is expanding its personal bubble, like Germany, up to four people, which is a step in the right direction. The shops have opened on May 1st, and cafes and restaurants in Belgium will open on June 8th, again, subject to social distancing. In Holland, libraries, hairdressers, and nail salons have opened as of May 11th, and primary schools, bars, and restaurants are slated to open on June 1st. Public transport is back in business, and most importantly, people can play team sports. It's very important, actually, particularly for, um, regardless of your age, but uh, particularly for younger people and younger adults, the ability to play team sports, it's an important part of your exercise program, but it's also an important psychological reconnection with friends and family. And again, caution, masks, gloves are being encouraged. Denmark actually began easing in mid-April for its schools, shops, and restaurants, so they are well along their one month into their reopening. Spain and Italy, understandably, are much slower and much more tentative in their reopening plans, but they're still moving forward, most importantly. Sweden never had harsh restrictions, so Sweden is continuing on its way as, uh, as it did in the first place. People are acting responsibly, they're socially distancing, they're wearing masks, they're wearing gloves, but Sweden never had a formal mandated shelter in place. They depended on the, uh, the common sense and the good judgment of uh, the Swedish citizens and Swedish population as a whole. The UK, actually, Prime Minister Johnson announced a 50-page roadmap to reopen, but that's a little bit out in the future within the next weeks to come. Um, the, he actually announced a more restrictive measure, which is a 14-day quarantine for all foreigners arriving in the United Kingdom, with the exception of the Irish and the French. So the United Kingdom, which is one of the larger COVID-19 places, and both in terms of cases and deaths, um, has been slower off the mark to step back from its restrictions. And um, London has been very hard hit. The northwest of the country, in particular Liverpool and Manchester, has been hard hit. So um, it's good to see that the central government in London is acting in a cautious and careful manner. Our sources for today's podcast include the BBC, The Guardian, The San Francisco Chronicle, and the San Jose Mercury News. I'd like to thank you for listening to the San Francisco Experience. This is your host, Jim Herlihy, 
signing off from America's favorite city, San Francisco.